0: well hello my friends welcome to another episode of flaw me and this is your host sunny lamba and today i want to talk about a flaw that i struggle with every single day this is flaw me so i thought why not take all these limiting beliefs and challenges and give them the name of a flaw because then We can embrace them and move past them. So the flaw that I'm talking about today, I am sure so many of you struggle with, is perfectionism. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Flawthentic Me podcast, where it is all about loving yourselves. Even when you feel imperfect and flawed. A place where you can be raw, real, and authentic. And here's your hostess, self-image transformation coach, and a die-hard feminist, Sunny Lamba. Hey everyone, I want to start with saying thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. And in return, I try my best to bring you the information And knowledge so that we can all grow together. And I also want to start by saying how grateful I am for my little boy, my 10-year-old son, Neil, because he teaches me so many life lessons. Did you know that our kids are actually a mirror for us, for us to see what we don't want to see? So the other day, my son was working on a school project. They had to make a chair Using only paper, like newspaper and tape. And he was trying to make this chair by taking all this newspaper and rolling it and trying to make the legs of the newspaper. And then on top of that, he made all these rolls and taped them together to make a chair. But as soon as he sat on it, it broke and he got so frustrated. Me as a parent, I wanted to jump in and fix it. And I'm so grateful that he said, No, mama. Teacher said I have to do it myself because trust me, the fixer me would have taken over. I sat there and watched him and he was so frustrated and I said, but hey, look at the chair, it's so nice, you made a good chair. And he's like, no, but I can't sit on it. And I started thinking, how did I pass the gene of perfectionism to him? And that's when it came to me that it's not the gene, but Unknowingly, I have modeled that behavior. My perfectionism has rubbed on him because he sees me struggling with it. And I started looking at all these instances when this had happened. When he was this little baby and he was trying to color. And I said, Oh, color between the lines. Try to stick to the lines. So, my son and I love coloring, and I love adult coloring books, and we do coloring together. And so many times when I am coloring, I am hard on myself because I'm like, oh, that's the wrong color combination. What was I thinking? Oh, no, I, you know, I screwed up. I colored outside the line. And he's watching this and he's learning this behavior and he's becoming a perfectionist just like I am. So that's what I want to talk about today. Perfectionism and this beautiful gift that I have, and how I have been struggling with it. And if you stay until the end, I am going to give you a little exercise to help you overcome perfection. I am a recovering perfectionist. Unfortunately, I used to think it was a good thing. I still remember going on a job interview, and when they asked me about my strengths, I said, I am a perfectionist. Can you believe that? I thought it was a strength. And thanks to all this work that I've been doing on myself, I realized that it is one of the biggest weaknesses. So here I am, a recovering perfectionist. So this should tell you that everything that I have to say here is coming from someone who struggles with this and who has worked on it. So let's start by defining perfectionism. According to the American Psychological Association, Perfectionism is the tendency to demand of others or of ourselves an extremely high or even flawless level of performance in excess of what is required by the situation. And I totally resonate with that because sometimes I don't need to perform at that level that I tend to. I expect myself to give my 120%. So for this episode, I made notes. And because I am a recovering perfectionist, I wanted this episode to give all the information that is in my head, everything that I've been through. So I started making the, these bullet points because I didn't want to miss anything. And I went with examples and everything. And as I sat down to record, I went to my notes app. Um, I used Trello, by the way. And none of my notes were there it was the notes from the last time I had put something in there and the new notes that I made did not update. And I was like, holy, now what? So here I am taking my own advice and trying not to be perfect. And I decided I'm not going to spend time again making the notes and I'm just going to record this from my memory of all the bullet points that I had. So if I make mistakes today and mess up, you guys know that I'm just trying to step out of my comfort zone here and not be a perfectionist. So let's go into the causes of perfectionism. We all know that most of the things we struggle with come from our childhood. I have talked about this over and over. It is the childhood programming. I started with the example of my son. Unknowingly, I am making him a perfectionist. So now I tend to be extra careful. I always catch myself when I am modeling that behavior. Growing up, most perfectionists were praised for their achievements or performance. Getting good grades in school, rule following, people pleasing, having pleasant manners, all these things and I definitely was. It used to be this big anxiety every time the exam time came. Because I was really, really, really good at school and I got really good grades. But that also meant that when the exam results came, all the parents would compare their kids to me. And I was put up on this pedestal and it came with so much anxiety because I feared that all my cousins hate me because they are being compared to me. And also, it taught me that I always have to get good grades. Because that was the one time I got the appreciation and love of my parents. And not just that, how many of you remember being told, talk nicely to your aunt, your uncles, especially in our culture, and South Asian culture. You know, don't talk back. Follow all the rules. Sit nicely. Talk nicely. Be pleasant. Have all these manners. So we attached being perfect to being loved. Only when I'm perfect is when I receive the love and appreciation of the adults from my life. And that makes all of us perfectionists. How many of my listeners can relate to that? So let me give you an example. Let's say a little child breaks a glass. And our response is, Oh my God, are you hurt? Are you okay, sweetheart? It's okay. It happens. Please be careful. Let me clean up so that you don't get hurt. On the other hand, A little child breaks the glass and the mom or the dad or whoever the adult is says, Are your fingers broken? Can't you be more careful? How could you do this? Just look at the difference. The child whose parents were worried about the child being hurt and did not scold them thought, Oh, it was just a mistake and it happens and mistakes are okay. While the other child learned that it's not okay to make mistakes. Because when I make mistakes, I am a failure and everyone hates me. So which one would you choose? The first child felt loved and is okay to make mistakes and is going to learn from their failures and is not going to get stuck in the loop of being perfect. While the second child will never take risks in life because they can't make mistakes and they deal with life paralysis. Life paralysis is all the opportunities that we miss because we're too scared to make a mistake or too scared to be imperfect. This comes from Brené Brown's book, Gifts of Imperfection, and I am paraphrasing. And unfortunately, we don't do this to the little babies. You know, the little baby, when they start to walk, we praise them. Every time they fall, we don't say, how stupid are you? Why would you fall? No, no. We say, oh, it's okay, come on, you can do this, and we cheer them up. But then where do we go wrong? At what age do we start getting so hard on our kids and start setting these really high expectations? And that's what we have been through in our childhood. And that's the reason that we are now these people who are so scared of making a mistake in life. Did you know that perfectionism is deep down Related to our feelings of worthiness. How worthy do we feel? So, the other day I was watching a training by Vishen Lakyani, the founder of Mind Valley, and there was a word missing on the presentation. And he very casually said the thing and said, Oh, there's a word missing, and carried on. And it stuck to me because if there was a word missing in my presentation, I would have been so hard on myself and I would have hated myself because I would have the self-talk of what would others think. Now people think I'm stupid. Now no one is going to believe anything I said in this whole training just because there's one word missing. When I'm reading a blog post or something and there's a spelling mistake, I show compassion to that person. I'm kind to them. I give them the benefit of doubt that maybe it was autocorrect. But if the same thing happens to me, I start going down the rabbit hole that, oh, how could I make a spelling mistake? Now people are going to think that I don't even know how to spell. And here I am writing a, writing a blog post. So you see how it is so different from how we treat ourselves and how we treat others when it comes to perfectionism or self-compassion. And we do this when we don't feel worthy within ourselves. Perfectionism starts from the feelings of worthiness. But it is also deeply connected to fear, fear of failure, fear of making mistakes, fear of judgment, fear of disappointing others. And I already told you guys how this was instilled in us during childhood. And why are all these fears so important? Because they are somehow connected to shame. Shame is one of the foundations of our emotions. Brene Brown says, where perfectionism exists, shame is always lurking. So perfectionism and shame go hand in hand. Shame is a fear of not being good enough, not being worthy, not being lovable enough and fear of all these judgments by others and also the fear that others will find out that I'm not good enough. So we embrace perfectionism. We try to do everything right, please everyone. We go out of our way to prove that I am this fun, cool, laid-back person. I can do it all. Nothing is bothering me. We never say no. We try to handle it all. And that was me. Always taking care of everyone else because I want to be loved, because I want to be perfect, because I had attached my worthiness to others needing me. When others needed me and I helped them, it made me feel worthy. Why? Because somewhere deep down, I was lacking that worthiness. Which then goes back to my childhood where I was praised for my good grades. So now that there are no more good grades, I want to be praised. And I look for that praise by helping others. Because then they say, oh you're so nice, you're so helpful. And it becomes a vicious circle. The more I try to please others, the more I try to be perfect, the more praise I get. And the more praise I get, the more I bend over backwards to do things. Now you might say that perfectionism is a healthy striving. That if I try to achieve perfectionism, I am actually improving myself. But that is not true. Perfectionism and healthy striving are actually two polar opposites. While healthy striving is self-focused, I want to improve myself. I want to be better than yesterday. Perfectionism is others-focused. What would others think? So perfectionism comes from this negative space where I am terrified of others finding out that I am not what I am portraying. While healthy striving is me focusing on myself and improving myself and only comparing myself to my version from yesterday. And I don't care what others think because I'm going to keep practicing something so that I can get better at it. While a perfectionist would not even put themselves out there or record this podcast, for example, because they're worried what would others think if I make a mistake. I have talked about this, that how I was finding doing this podcast a very unnatural process because i am sitting here talking to a microphone and i am a person who loves connecting with other humans eye to eye connection and i find doing a live video much easier so i could sit here and think that oh my voice doesn't have that compassion or i'm not good at it or i am sounding very robotic or i can just start recording and over time i will learn the art of talking to a microphone. And I literally waited for a year because I wasn't comfortable doing the podcast. So while I could have shared so much with you guys, and I could have grown this podcast so much in a year, I allowed my perfectionism to let me sit in that state of paralysis. So I want you guys to try that. I want you to know that sometimes just making small steps, even though they're not perfect, even though you might be making mistakes, even though they might not look like someone else who has been doing this for maybe five years, sometimes taking those small steps is better than just sitting in the state of paralysis. So you see how perfectionism is self-destructive. Because we think that if I look perfect, work perfect, dress perfect, perform perfect, then everything would be fine. But what is perfect? It is an unattainable concept. So we are striving for something that is not even attainable. Because where do you draw the line? When do you say that, okay, this is now perfect? You will always find something wrong. You will always find something that is not to your standard because your standards are really really high. So it is self-destructive because we are trying to achieve something that is based on others perception because we want others to see us as perfect. As I said before perfectionism is others focused not self-focused and also perfectionism is addictive because we are always playing catch up with this concept of perfection. The more I pretend to be perfect, the more praise I will get. I talked about that earlier. So it becomes a vicious circle. Let's say you are in a situation where you face some kind of judgment or blame or shaming behavior by someone else. What do you think at that moment? You don't think that this concept of perfectionism is unattainable and you don't question perfectionism. But instead, what you end up doing is oh, I may not be perfect enough. So I got to work harder on that. So you see how it becomes a circle because now you never ever realize that you were going for something that was impossible. But you always look within and find a fault within yourself. And then you try to be even more perfect. So it is very addictive behavior. And I have learned over the last few years that every time I have stopped And thought to myself that am I trying to be perfect right now? Do I really need to work on this presentation so much that I've spent 10 hours on every little detail? Or do I need to just at one point say, okay, this is good enough and I just need to move to the next step. So where do you draw the line of attaining perfection? And I have this posted over my work desk, progress over perfection. Because I need to constantly remind myself to stop and think and then decide. So let's talk about how do we overcome perfection? What are the things that I have done over the last few years that now I can call myself a recovering perfectionist? Not recovered yet, but it's the process. (laughs) So this is not some quick fixes. It's a process, as I said. But here are the things that you can do to overcome perfection or at least start the process. Acknowledge your vulnerabilities of shame, judgment, blame. So you have to do the deep work. Why is it so important for me to please a certain person? Why is it so important for me that they think I am perfect? Maybe you should do some journaling on that. Where is this coming from? The second thing is look back at your childhood and see... How you had these unrealistic standards placed on you, which were very, very hard on a 10-year-old you. And I'm not sitting here and blaming our parents. They did what they thought was best for us. And I'm in the same boat. I'm doing the same to my son now. So instead of passing it on to the next generation, I have made the decision to stop it here and work on myself so that I'm not passing the buck and the habit of perfection to my child. So acknowledge your imperfections. That's the first step to be aware that what I'm trying to achieve is unattainable. It's an impossible goal of perfection that I'm trying to achieve. Because what is perfect? The universe, the nature is perfect. But we humans, even though we are perfect deep down in our core, There are these imperfections on the top which are actually perceived by others. So they're not imperfections that we see. They're imperfections as per the standards of the society. So being aware is the first step. And then start noticing your self-talk and change your self-talk. Every time something wrong happens, instead of saying, I'm so stupid, how could I make that mistake? Maybe you need to change that and say, Oh, it's okay if I made that mistake. It's okay if I made a mistake because mistakes make me human and mistakes make me grow. So change that self-talk. If you mess up, let's say you're trying to eat healthy and you ate something, instead of being hard on yourself, say, it's okay, I acknowledge that I ate a piece of cake and tomorrow is a new day. So changing that self-talk is so important. And then Stop judging yourself. No more self judgment. It stops now. It stops right here. Every time that negative self talk starts, you are judging yourself. So listen to yourself. Calm down. Stop thinking. Instead of zombie walking through life, maybe just sit with yourself. Just sitting with yourself and noticing the thoughts that pop up in your brain would help you to see how you're judging yourself. Do you have more negative thoughts or do you have more positive thoughts? We are so busy in our life that we don't even pay attention to what we are thinking. So taking time to just pay attention to your thoughts would help you get over that judgment. One big thing that really helped me get over perfection is believing in the collective human experience. We have to understand that you are not the only one experiencing these thoughts. Once you realize that everyone else goes through this, everyone is trying to live this life of perfection and you're not alone, then it becomes easier to be compassionate towards yourself. And that is the last thing, self-compassion. Be compassionate to yourself, be kind to yourself. Just like you are kind to another person you see on social media who made a mistake And you're like, oh, it's okay. Maybe they just made a mistake. Do that same thing to yourself. Just like you're kind to that little baby who's trying to walk for the first time, be kind to yourself as well. Maybe think of yourself as that little baby trying to walk for the first time. And it's okay if you fall. You're going to stand up again and you're going to walk again. And it might not be perfect. It might be wobbly in the the beginning. You might need some support. You might need to hold on to the table or the chair And you might need others to cheer on you. But don't judge yourself. You're learning something new. And even every day, life is new. And we we will mess up. And that's okay. One thing that has always worked for me, when I am dealing with perfectionism and I'm sitting and working on a project for hours, trying to make it so perfect, I stop and think, what is it that I'm struggling with right now? What am I trying to avoid? And when I ask that question, I usually find an answer. I'm trying to avoid something else. I'm trying to avoid the feelings of shame or fear that what if there is a mistake and what would others think? I'm trying to avoid those feelings. So I'm spending hours and hours on making this thing perfect. And does it really matter? So what if I made a mistake? In a 30 minutes episode of my podcast, if I made two mistakes, are people going to remember those two mistakes or are they going to remember all the value that I shared, all the work that I put in? And this has helped me overcome one step at a time. And at the end, my friends, I want to give you a little exercise that you can do so that you can overcome this gift of perfectionism or if you may, this flaw of perfectionism. When you're procrastinating on doing something or you're working on something and you're spending a lot of time on it or you're just trying to please someone, so basically when you become aware that I'm trying to be a perfectionist, I want you to stop and I want you to ask yourself, what is it that I'm trying to avoid? Who is it that I'm trying to impress? Whose voice am I listening to in my head? Is it my mom's voice? Is it my dad's voice? Whose voice is it? What does that little child need right now? That little six-year-old who was scolded for something that they did, what do they need right now? Maybe they need a hug. This inner child work has really helped me overcome perfectionism and just get things done. And I hope this helps you too. If you found value in this episode, let's connect on Instagram. You can reach me at Sunny underscore Lamba. And on that note, this is Sunny signing off. Until next time, keep loving yourself and stay flothentic. Thank you for listening to the Flothentic Me podcast. Did you relate to something or had an aha moment? I would love to hear your thoughts. Connect with me on Instagram at Sunny underscore Lamba. Screenshot this episode and share it on social media or just send it to your friends. Just a reminder that every episode of Flauthentic Me has its own page on www.flothenticme.com It's one place where you can find all your favorite episodes along with episode notes and the resources that I share here. You can also sign up for a newsletter so that you can get weekly tips and tools. Until next time, keep loving yourself and stay (laughs) Flothentic!